Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, and I publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldrich, and he's sitting about, oh, we're guessing about seven feet away from me now in his backyard. Normally, we do an inside podcast. Mask and gown. Mask and gown. Here we are um, outside uh, uh, paying attention to the distance rules of our new world with uh, COVID-19, which leads us into our guest today, uh, Barry Topka, uh, who is the Director of Marketing and Communications for WeatherTech Raceway. Uh, Laguna Seca uh, in the Monterey Peninsula, and boy, I think I've been going to Laguna Seca for you know more than 30 years for all kinds of different things: bicycle racing, motorsports, of course. It's just a well, it's the world-renowned raceway with its famous corkscrew and a bunch of other things, and all of the all of the ghost presence and past of of racing have been there. And uh, like everything else, the, the raceway has been really affected by. Uh, the coronavirus, and Barry is here to tell us all about the different changes, many of which seem to be happening on a daily basis almost lately. So, Barry, welcome to our podcast. Um, thanks for being available, and, and how are you today on the Monterey Peninsula? You're welcome, and thank you for having me on. It's uh, uh, you know, the, the typical beautiful day of Monterey and on the peninsula. It's always gorgeous here, isn't it? Uh, even if we have a little bit of fog in the morning sometimes that delay things, but uh, you know, it, it's you know, a, a be- just a beautiful place. You mentioned you've been coming here for a number of years. I started my first time coming to uh, the Laguna Seca back in 1989 when I was working with Steve Earle and the Monterey Historic Automobile Races. And oh, great. Little did I know that over all these many years, I would be working and sitting here in Laguna Seca uh, overlooking the facility, and, and uh, it's just a magical place. And, and when you mentioned, you know, the, the, the legendaries that have been here, you know, I you know, say it's a spiritual home to sports car racing. It's um, you know, you know, I used to do the archives and history and and the the, the people who have raced here, the Jimmy Clarks, the Sterling Mosses, I mean Dan Gurney. I mean, it, it's the who's who in motorsports back in the day. And and uh, you know, it's kind of fun because this year, the Pebble Beach Road Races celebrates their 70th anniversary, and that was kind of the start after six years of racing in the forest. And then uh, Ernie McAfee had the, the fatal accident. That's prompted what became Laguna Seca uh, in 1957 for the first race. So we've been around a long time, and um, you know, it's just a, it's a real pleasure to be part of the caretakers of this facility. That's that's a very good you, history. You painted a great picture down there. Yeah, I just painted a great the, the green hills of Northern California just can't be beat right now with all the rain. It, it's got to be beautiful. I think I, I don't have any. Oh, it, it is absolutely gorgeous with the with the green. Everything's green right now, and it's just I wish I wish we could stay this green year round. But we are the golden state that will uh, exactly. one day all of a sudden it'll be it will, will will become its moniker. Barry, I was going to say I don't have the the knowledge and and all the backstories and history that you have of the place, but I uh, predate you just by two years. I think it was 1987. I was working at the Herald and. I had never really done much in the auto sports world, and they sent me out to, uh, they had Danny Sullivan, uh, Little Al, and maybe Bobby Rahal uh, in, a oh, pre- yeah. in a press conference, and I was just, you know, obviously it's, what is that, 30-something years ago now, and I was um, obviously half my age that I am now, and I was just awestruck by, you know, you're sitting across the table from these three guys, and 
I remember that um, they were just so calm. You know, I don't know what their resting heart rate is, but those I was immediately <laughs> struck by how just how easy those guys are. No matter what was thrown at them, um, uh, they they were just very impressive. As a lot of race car drivers are, their, their demeanor is just so uh, almost like flatline. They're so calm. Yeah, and, and and yeah, I run into Danny quite often. He's he's a local here, and uh, I run into Bobby Ray Hall usually a few times a year, and he's just the, the I mean the nicest individual that you could possibly ask to see. Yeah, and uh, he remembers your name. You ask about your kids, and and it's like I, I never expect anyone to remember me. No, and, that's uh, just what I was thinking. I him, he, you know, he, he sends out his hand and said, you know, Barry, good to see you. How, how's your daughter and your son? And it's like, my gosh, you know. Yeah. I mean, genuinely good people. That's right. Well, uh, jumping into the, the world of the, the racetrack and um, things that are going on, uh, before we do that, though, I just wanted to make sure there, there's, there have been a lot of changes in the last year or so uh, with the administration, and I don't want you to you know, go into too much detail because you probably can't, and that's okay, but the, the, the racetrack has had new administration and, and people in your capacity and CEOs. Can you give us a little uh, story about that as, as whatever you feel comfortable with? What's going on in the, in the big picture of the, the raceway? Sure. I mean, as, as Scramp was the the organizer and the founding fathers of uh, of Laguna Seca back in 1956, the first race in 1957. Yes. And uh, had had the concession agreement, and uh, a number of things went through. The, the The facility has always been owned by the federal government first, because it's the old uh, Fort Ord uh, military base property. Mm-hmm. And then it switched over to the Monterey County Parks, and then Monterey County Parks switched over to the County of Monterey, which owns the facility. So it's always been a, a unique facility in the terms of ownership and management. And I was here for, uh, like I said, I started in 89, and then I came here full-time back in uh, two, late 2009, uh, it was my first stint. I was here for a little over 10 years. And oddly enough, I left last year. I went down to San Diego for mm-hmm. a position. And, uh, you know, maybe I was burned out. Maybe I needed a break. I'm not sure. But went down there. But I realized that I still had a passion for what was going on up here. A passion for motorsports. A passion for the people in the community. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And yeah, I kind of hear, hear a lot of background noise there. We've got jackhammers in the street. We're outside the patio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barry. We might as well have uh, you know two tin cans and a, and a string. You know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, we're talking about the spiritual home of racing exactly. and you know, communications. Yeah, there you go. So start again there with your decision to come back to uh, to Laguna Seca, in the area. Well, you know, yeah, I was living in San Diego, and, and after just uh, seven months living in San Diego, it, which was fantastic, you know, great people, and, and I really enjoyed what I was doing. I still had a passion for motorsports. I had a passion for this community and for the associates that were, that were uh, uh, running this facility. And uh, one thing led to another, and I was, you know, talking to the who would become the new management company, A&D Norigi. And uh, he brings in a hospitality mindset, a guest experience mindset, as well as running a business. Um, you know, this is a major facility, major tourism facility to the Monterey County, and it needs to be run effectively as a business. And um, the, the enticement was to come back. And so mid-January, I decided to come back to Monterey and, and 
you know, get back into it. It's like, I, it's like I woke up from a coma and never left. <laughs> great. I turned on the computer and it's like, oh, gosh, all this work I've left behind. <laughs> I still need to do it. That's great. But we've got a great team. Uh, a number of us um, have, I mean, more than 100 years' experience around this facility that, that, have been, that are retained here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're doing good work. We're, we, we know the series. We know the participants. And uh, we're getting back into the community. And, and, you know, things were moving right along, and we were excited about the season. Seven races. The Outer Classic was uh, the eighth major event. We were talking about all sorts of things. And then this uh, COVID-19 happens and uh, kind of put a screeching break on, on life in general for everybody, and, um, and especially the tourism in Monterey. We've had to reschedule. You know, fortunately, we have not lost an event, uh, a major event. We've rescheduled Trans Am just uh, two days ago to December. Great series. I like and, that. And, 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 oh, it's fantastic racing. It really, <laughs> those guys go, you know, door panel to door panel. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seattle Classic, obviously, was in April, which would have been, actually, Seattle Classic would be happening right now. Yes, and 30th year, I believe. October 1 through 4. Yeah, exactly. So they, they moved to October, and um, and then the Trans Am moving to December. So we haven't lost any major events. We have lost, obviously, new product launches. We had a major automaker who wanted to do something here and bringing in over 100 international journalists, which obviously, for obvious reasons, we had to cancel that. That's a lot and, of buffets. Uh, That's a lot of free food for journalists. Yeah. It, 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 a lot of shrimp. A lot of shrimp. Oh, okay. shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, you know, things are things are happening. We we are you know, we are somewhat fortunate in that our major events don't really start until July. We have Moto America, uh, and then we follow that up with the Ferrari Challenge. They are still on the books. They are still saying that that uh, the event is on, but obviously we, everything is fluid, and we have to be monitoring you know what is happening, and then yeah, you know, we'll work with the series on if they need to reschedule. We you know have the the, the practice of having to look at our track renters, we had to reschedule a lot of them for the past couple of months of kind of rescheduling and, and reworking the, the program a little bit. And, but we're, you know, have, everyone has to be flexible during these times. And, but we're hopeful and, and prayerful that, that, that July we can hold these two events. And then that runs into August, which is Monterey Classic Car Week. And that's one of our, if not the largest event, and that's when I cut my teeth on and, and uh, have been so intimately involved over the years. And, um, you, know, you know, with the Pebble Beach Concours, the Quail Motorsports Gathering, and all the auctions. So we're in daily touch with, with all of them. To are they looking at, you know, what troubles they're having and, and kind of communicating so that we can be on the same page that, that uh, you know, we're moving ahead and, and working together on this. Barry, what do you think is the what's the economic losses for uh, say obviously when you lose an event that's whatever proceeds you would have got but when you reschedule what what kind of losses what kind of problems spring up when when that happens? Well, we, we you know we, we we've been dark for a month now and we're going to be dark this month essentially. Um, yeah, that's lost revenue. One sure. one thing that we were somewhat fortunate on is that we had planned to do track repaving the day after IndyCar was over. So we had set aside a month to do the repaving. So we fortunately, we, you know, we were decided not to do the repaving and have been able to reschedule a lot of the track renters into those dates. So very few have been canceled. Some have been pushed into 21. 
and we're opening up the calendar on that so that we can accommodate people and hold their pricing at uh, this current year's pricing. So we're trying to be as flexible and, and accommodating as possible, and, and uh, we just hope that we can get get the cars back and the bikes back on track and start making a little bit of a uh, little bit of noise and rumble and and uh, you know start the process over. But this, but you're right. This is going to be a um, this is going to be a different year. You know, corporations are definitely um, looking at their spending on their budgets. Going into non-vital spending is is you know cut on a lot of things. So uh, there's there a lot of challenges this year for us and for you know all of motorsports and business in general. Um, sure, you know, so we're, we're still hoping, hoping, optimistic that we're going to be looking at July. But you know, again, it's kind of out of our hands. So it sounds like that you have a driving school down there now. I'm sure you do. Is it is it uh, not functioning? We we don't have a resident driving school anymore. Oh, okay. Um, I took a class have, down a there a few years ago. Yeah, we have a number of. Yeah, we had uh, Skip Barber in here. Right, that's uh, for a, I went a number with. of years, and um, they've gone through some ownership changes, and we've been talking with the new owners uh, just last week, as a matter of fact, and um, so we don't have a, a resident school, but we do have a number of schools that come in for two, three days. Hooked on driving is one, and and uh, California bikes. Uh, so we have a, a number. I think the formula has changed a little bit of having a resident school. Um, yeah, just the nature of the business. It, sure. needs, it needed to evolve, and I think it is still evolving. But uh, you know, the programs have always been have been well attended, and and it's fun to when you go down into the paddock and you know talk to the, some of the guys who are first time ever out on the racetrack. They're just they're they're beaming. They're, they take off their helmet and they're just you know smiling ear to ear and. Just having a blast. And that, oh, that's what, it's, it's that's great. That's it all yeah. worthwhile here. Absolutely. I was one of those people beaming. <laughs> hey, Barry, <laughs> uh, uh, normally a term for baseball, but before the Transamerica announcement uh, the other day, the previous announcement was about uh, the baseball term doubleheader, but now it's for auto racing. So there, there must be an awful lot in the background and, and how that came about uh, and particularly what the drivers think with, uh, you know, two races on a weekend. Fill us in, if you yeah, would, please. I mean, so what, what's that all about in terms of, I think Detroit's also doing it, if I read the uh, press release correctly? Well, Give us an overview. Detroit had to cancel. Oh, they did Detroit have to? Detroit had to cancel. Okay. Because um, they hosted Trans Am, IMSA, and IndyCar oh, all on the gosh. same weekend. Yeah. And, and because it's a street circuit, it takes seven to eight weeks to build the street circuit on Belle Isle. And they got to that point of, of no go, you know, go no go decision, and and you know the, the situation in Detroit, and it's, they they just couldn't commit to it. Yeah, I so see. that that was that was canceled this year, as was uh, Long Beach Grand Prix, which hosted IMSA and IndyCar. Yes. So we've been you know outreach to both IMSA and IndyCar as uh, as you know, they're they're good partners and yes, and saying let us know you know, during these trying times of schedule changes and, and uh, things like that, let us know how we can help. And uh, we, we moved the, in, the IMSA up one weekend to um, allow another week gap between the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a back-to-back weekend, which would then prevent some of the teams either being at Le Mans or prevent them from being here. And with IndyCar, they contacted um, Dwayne Woods of the County of Monterey on Sunday and said, "You know, we've got we've got a challenge. We're going to be canceling Detroit, mm-hmm. which is a double header. We need to start looking at what the schedule looks like of doing this. And would you be able to accommodate this?" And obviously, the answer was absolutely. Uh, two races is better than one, right? Sure. And uh, 
um, you know, the old, you know, Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks, you know, <laughs> let's play too. Let's play too. Sure. always popped in my mind. Yeah. So we will, I don't know what the schedule looks like because obviously Friday used to be just practice uh, Saturday qualifying race on Sunday. Uh, we haven't looked at, we haven't seen the schedule as of yet, but I would assume Friday is going to be practice and then Saturday morning qualifying, Saturday race, Sunday qualifying, Sunday race. So we will honor all the tickets. We're not going to raise the ticket prices or anything like that. So anyone who has a ticket can now you know, see two races in one. And, That's what uh, I was wondering. Excited. That's it's, great. It's, yeah. it's going to be fun. Have you spoken? It's, be it's, fun. it's real early in the game, but have you spoken to any of the the drivers how they feel about now they're going to be uh, in, in endurance racing? For they've got their own, <laughs> you know. So uh, I, have you any comments in that regard? Maybe they're embracing. I, I haven't it. talked to any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't talked to any particular, but the, the, you know, the, you know, one one driver who races an IMSA, he goes, "We just want to get back in the cockpit. We, sure. we want, you know, enough, you know, sim." training and uh, exercising we want to get back into the car and i think the indycar drivers are the same way so that you know you know, bring it on they love the track here in fact uh, we had the word kind of leaked out a little bit that we were thinking about repaving mm-hmm. and the drivers from indycar said absolutely not we were kind of concerned about the grip but it really made it for fun driving oh, fun yes. racing and 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 they they enjoyed it, mm-hmm. so they're you know they're they're looking forward to coming back, and and certainly with the sponsors being Monterey being such a destination, it's a great place that uh, companies can bring their clients to as well. Sure. So um, a lot a lot of things happening. Unfortunately, we're not going to be the season finale like uh, we had anticipated and yes. that we were last year, uh, but we have to be flexible. Sure. Um, again, we we can't go to IndyCar and say, nope, we demand to be the season finale, move our dates. Yeah, that's that's not being a good partner, and, and certainly in, in this day and age, you know, we've got to make sure that we put on a good show, we take care of the drivers, we take care of our guests, and, um, and you know, be flexible. Last, last year, uh, I had experienced for the first time the uh, Superbike, was it Superbike? Uh, that was there mm-hmm. that I went down to, and, and he had our we had her on as a guest on our podcast, and I interviewed her down there. And then Bruce got to meet her here in Sacramento. Mary, um, oh yeah, uh, she's in her eighties, and she was the first woman, yeah, to, yeah, first woman to race on Laguna Seca. And boy, she's just a bundle of energy, and just think the world of her. <laughs> she was a special guest uh, down there, as you may remember. You were, I think, you were gone at the time, but. Um, I was introduced to her, and, and we still email, and she sends me stuff, and she's just the best. Uh, Did she I, still ride her bike? I can't remember. We asked I her. I don't but think she had to stop because of arthritis. Uh, that's uh, right, yeah. But Her, her, but, uh, her, her hands. Are... She just um, uh, you know, came over the second day, the day after I met her, and she's, good morning, James, and she gave me this big bear hug, and she nearly broke my rib cage. She's such a, a dynamo <laughs> and, and just um, really appreciates everything, but... Uh, equal to yeah, that. those motorcycle, those motorcycle riders are are. I, I was not a motorcycle guy at all. Yeah. And then when I came up in 2010, and MotoGP was running at that oh, time. Oh gosh, I was going to mention that. Yes. I yeah. The, the the smell, the sound of the bikes, and what these riders were doing. I mean, you can watch it on TV. Any any motorsports, you can watch it on TV and, and appreciate it. You like it, okay. But when you're here, you smell it and feel the rumble and 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 you feel you just. Feel it. It looks a lot um, faster. In, there's no in going re- back. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, I've had that experience twice there, and I was with you. I've never really understood 
I uh, didn't really have an appreciation for, for motorcycles or, you know, I never owned one and uh, let, let alone covering the races. And they, I was down there and it was like being in an, uh, in a weird way, being like in an operating room, you've got like five guys on the bike, five guys looking at the computer bank, five guys talking to the driver in the corner and it's just, it's never <laughs> stops. And, and my guy yep. was uh, Colin Edwards. I don't know if he's still racing anymore. Oh yeah. But Valentino Rossi was there and watch him come in with all the entourage of, of that guy and who what he represents. It was was quite something to see. Uh, yeah, and- I remember Valentino one year was uh, he broke his leg two weeks prior, and and there's the the discussion. Oh, he's not going to be able to race in Monterey. Well, he couldn't walk. They had to help him on his bike. He finished third. Oh my! With gosh. a broken leg, you know, two <laughs> weeks later, I'd still be, I'd still be in bed, right, asking right. for more ice cream. You, you know, you and me both. <laughs> That's one of the things I notice around the motorcycle events that pit crew, spectators, everybody's walking around with a hand in a cast or a broken leg, whatever, because there's <laughs> such a high number of motorcycle riders in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss, missing a few teeth. You yeah, know? <laughs> sure. That's right. <laughs> Well, one of the positives. Yeah, we 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 loved having uh, MotoGP and and obviously World Superbike. Uh, we have uh, Moto America this year. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the the economic drivers of MotoGP and World Superbike is basically they go to tracks that it is state funded, meaning that either you know the state of Texas puts it contributes you know several million dollars, or you know the state of Spain contributes to the to the well being. So from a financial, from a promoter and a racetrack perspective, there's no way to make money on it at all. Gotcha. And in fact, you, you lose significant amounts. And that's, that's why you know, Moto Amer- uh, MotoGP and, and World Superbike, we, we let them go. They want to be here, but we just, economically, it just does not make sense. Gotcha. Hey, one of, the, one of the silver linings or the bright spots you mentioned on the telephone when we were working together on um, some print stories is the the positive is that with um, few people in the 500 acres that you guys have is that um, you guys can do some spit polishing so to speak or you can you know you can uh, clean up the grounds and you can water the plants and all of those well, all the things so you mentioned to me that you're hopeful that in July when people return to the uh, series of events that their people will notice how nice and shiny and <laughs> The place looks so. Tell us about what's going on yeah, there with maintenance and all kinds of different things you guys have going on. Yeah, I mean the facility is it was built in 1957, so it's uh, and, and some you know we, we've made a lot of changes in the past, but uh, there's still a lot more to do. Um, yeah, you're you're right. I mean right now, especially this week, as it's starting to warm up a little bit, I can imagine the flowers and everything is going to be pop pop up. But you know it is giving our guys the time to. Do a little, you know, polishing, and and um, so that when when people come in for our first race, we want them to know there's 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 something different about this place. There's a different feel, a different, slightly different look. Um, we're working hard. You know, this team is all about the guest experience and and treating the series, the sponsors, and and the paying customer, you know, with dignity, respect, and and create those unexpected moments. Um, so it's not just the same old same old thing. And uh, we have a lot of work to do ahead of us, you know, for sure, since it is an old older facility. But what's nice is that the money that comes into this facility comes back into the the the, the facility. What it makes comes back here. So it's not going into a for-profit type uh, situation. The money's being reinvested to paint and to you know, we've got you know a three to five year 
you know, a master plan that is, you know, already in architectural drawings of what this is going to look like. Get rid of some of the bridges that are that are kind of older and needing a little bit of love and attention. We can do that now, but what's it going to look like five years down the road? And yes. so those, those discussions are, are happening. And as I told people, this place is not going away. When no, there's a discussion that, oh, Laguna Seca is going to close, not a chance. It's going to be here, and we hope for another you know, 60 years for sure. And um, I'm you know, just very proud to be part of this, being a caretaker of this facility. Speaking of closing and, and sprucing things up, what do you think of virtual racing and what they're doing like in NASCAR? Has anyone approached or would they ever do a, some kind of virtual IndyCar or what have you at, uh, at WeatherTech Laguna Seca? Yeah, we have, uh, I think it's eight coming up, uh, I believe, next week we have a, a, a simulated race. Um, it, it's interesting, it's entertaining to listen to the, to the announcing team because they're, they're watching the video and, and calling it as it happens, not, not pre-scripted. But I, I want to hear the noise. I want to know that, that my friend is actually driving that particular car at that very moment. And, uh, yeah, it's good, it's entertaining, but let's get the real stuff back. Gotcha. Sounds good to me. Amen. <laughs> so uh, I have an idea, Barry. Why don't we just uh, take through the, with the adjustment of schedules, new dates, and so forth. Uh, if you have it in front of you, maybe you, yeah, I'm sure you know it like the back of your hand. Just take us through the, the, the whole series, the events that are coming up, the new schedule. And people can obviously go on the, the website um, and find it. But uh, give us an overview of each event and, and the dates, if you would. How's that? Yep. Well, right now we're going to be starting out uh, July 10 and 10 through 12 with the Geico Moto America Superbike Speed Fest at Monterey. Uh, so we're going to have the, the, the motorcycles. They're going to have the baggers out there, too. They're going to have some vintage bikes. So it's going to be a, a whole festival feel, not just uh, a race. Moto America is really committed, as we are, too, of providing family experiences, not just the races. You know, we want the whole uh, experience that, that – you can't get anywhere else, and the racing is obviously the, the key part of it, but we want to be entertaining as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right after that, July 23 through 26, the Ferrari Challenge Series comes. So we've got the uh, 458 Challenge cars that are going to be on track, and they're from around the country and, and some from international spectators, and some are, some are pros and some are amateur drivers. But they always put on a great show. And yeah, I like that series. The Car it's, Corral. It's just, you know, regular... More like regular guys. You, you can picture yourself in one of those cars. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I, I picture myself in a Ferrari all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But then, then we go to August 8 through 9, which is our Monterey pre-reunion, where we have about 300 uh, uh, the the historic race cars, the authentic cars that will be racing in the following week. And that's the kickoff to Monterey Classic Car Week on, the, um, on August 7, that Friday, where the first... First out of the box, where we take about 25 to 30 race cars downtown Alvarado Street under a CHP escort, and and bring the show to the to the community and uh, let them walk around the cars. We do interviews with the drivers, telling them a little about the cars. Yeah, you know, it's really the here here here's the week. Get ready for us. Gotcha. That's great. And then yeah, August yeah. 13 through 16, you know, we have the four days of the Rolex Monterey Motorsports reunion, where we've got 450, 500 uh, historic cars and and activations and sponsors and and it's, it's so much fun to walk around and you, you see the great cars but walk around and see the people you know you're walking around and and there's Stur, you know uh, uh, jackie stewart talking to dario franchitti just 
Yeah, <laughs> just hanging great. out. And I, um, I remember coming a couple of times. It's a, just to see the mix of the cars and the and the drivers and the people around it is that's the real deal. Yeah, it, mm. it, it's fun. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the cars don't talk, but you know, the storyboards and and it's so fun. Is is, is that the the drivers, the participants love to talk about their cars, obviously, and and welcome the kids into the seats and you know get pictures, you know, behind the wheel of a Ferrari, uh, you know, TR or something like that. I mean, it, it's you know, it's, it's it is magical. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that whole week is an incredible week with all the auctions, the Pebble Beach Concours, and all these other car events that are going on. There's no other place like it in the world that has all of it together in one place. There's Goodwood, which is a phenomenal mm-hmm. historic race. I mean, just incredible. But it's Goodwood in one auction. Yes. It doesn't have the Pebble Beach Concours. It doesn't have all these other uh, ancillary uh, events going on and you know, a number of years ago, I was, happened to be at the BMW headquarters meeting with them, and they said, "You know, Barry, it's too bad that uh, yeah you know, is falling on that Rolex Monterey Motorsports reunion weekend." I thought that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. So we called up Scott Atherton and said, "What's going on?" Oh man, we scheduled a race on that weekend at VIR. So IMSA actually changed their race weekend to not conflict with the Monterey Classic Car Week. Good for them. So we That's know great. that the teams and the drivers want to be here in Monterey and that kind of shows the strength of of the collective week of what's happening is that this is where it's this is where you need to be if you're a car guy along um, with along with that as a quick in, insert um with your event and when you get to meet the drivers and all that good experience it reminds me of the little car show which is different than your what you have there but and also Concord on the avenue it's it they're all together yeah. in, in respect that you get to meet the people who own the cars and drive them and and just like you said, you can ask them one question, and you might be there for a half an hour because they have a great story <laughs> to share. Story, yeah, it's yeah. a huge story. It's always so much fun. But I interrupted you, so yeah, go right yeah. ahead. Thank you. No, there was there was, there was one time I was kind of you know it was during the the reunion you know set up and the cars were coming in and I was you know I was stressed I was tired I was kind of down you know it's like oh gosh you know this week is killing me. And I see these guys pushing this old Alfa Romeo off the back of a trailer. Mm-hmm. So I go, oh, there's a, there's a nice picture moment. So I go out there, I look up at the car, and it's like, oh, that's the car that Tazio Novolari won the German Grand Prix and upset everybody. And I thought, back in the 30s, like, that is cool. Okay, that's that very, is yeah. cool. Yeah. That, that, that's a museum piece that's just all of a sudden just right in front of me, rolling out, ready to go on the racetrack in the next day or so. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm back. You're back. <laughs> you <know? laughs> So uh, going back uh, to the schedule, after, yes. That, yeah, after that, we have the uh, IMSA race, Monterey Sports yes. Car Championship, September 4th through 6th, followed by the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey, which is now the doubleheader, which is September 18th through 20th. So uh, 19, race 1, 20th, race 2. And then uh, October 1 through 4, we have the Seattle Classic, which is the big world's largest bicycle event. Uh, and they take over the entire facility, which is you know, pretty spectacular. Yes, and then we is. end the season, you know, kind of late in the year, but um, December three through six with the Trans Am Speed Fest, and that's where you get the current modern day Trans Am cars, and you also have a class of the historic Trans Am cars, which, you know, the Javelins and the and the uh, the Cudas and the Mustangs. I mean that. The AMX. Era, I love know, them. Late fifties, yeah, early seventies. Yes. And that, that's our season. So we have a, like I said earlier, we we, we haven't canceled any event we haven't lost any event we've just had to reshuffle a little bit wow that's a that's a good lineup barry i was curious what do you drive and or through the years track time out there i 
I, I, I bought a uh, Mazda 3, which a six-speed manual, because I insisted on it being a manual transmission. Good for you. And um, I did, it's a fun little car. And then I also have a Lexus ES350, which is uh, courtesy of Lexus, which is our official vehicle. Oh, got uh, it. Right, yes. We, uh, in, in the bike race world, Lexus has been a sponsor for, for a while, and I've, I've had that experience. And uh, they're, they're pretty savvy. Lexus is pretty savvy when it comes to um, sponsoring things that pertain to what their cars are all about, you know, SUVs and, and uh, different things. Yeah. So it's, Lexus yeah. is pretty good about that, yes. Yeah, I was, I was you know, years ago when I was still with the Monterey Historics, I also represented Toyota. And uh, so we did the, when Toyota was the sponsor of the Monterey Historic Races, so I was working with um, all the, to, you know, the Toyota execs and everybody uh, as a sponsorship guy up here as well. And just, you know, they, they, they get it. You know, they're, they're car people. They're not just, uh, uh, you know, looking at a spreadsheet and saying, okay, where do we put our money? You know, they, 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 they invest and are partners in things that are really, truly, that they like. And they, they benefit from, but, you know, and we all benefit from but it's not just throwing money at someone and just walking away. They're active partners. That's true. Well, Barry, it's, uh, we could spend the rest of the day. I'm sure you have a, a busy schedule with all the things that are going on down there or about to go on if, if, uh, if we get through this um, crisis. And uh, thank you for, for being our guest, uh, Barry Top, uh, Topka, if that's the correct German pronunciation. <laughs> and... and uh, I might have mangled it again. Tupka. Tupka. But, no. uh, Barry, thank you very much. Uh, we look forward. To, I, I know that Bruce and I have been down several times uh, to some of the events. We look forward to taking in as many events as we can this year. You could tell people to go to the uh, Laguna Seca uh, website. Yeah, There's what, WeatherTech. Yeah, weather, yeah, WeatherTech. Yeah, WeatherTechRaceway.com. That's right. Thank you for that reminder. Um, I go back to uh, from different sponsors through the year, so sometimes I get a little, I forgetful about which is the the sponsor these days. But thank you for the reminder, uh, everybody. The schedule is going to be. It's been it's just been changed a little bit, but there's going to be a lot of events that are just great to take in. All different kinds of racing and people and. Um, thanks, Barry, for filling us in uh, this morning on the Weekly Driver Podcast. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're very welcome, Bruce. James, thank you very much. And say hello to Indy for me. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thanks, Barry. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>